Welcome to COVID Convos, a series brought to you by Unraveled Podcast. You may be stuck inside, but we're so happy you're here. I'm Bridget. And I'm Mackenzie. Join the conversation as we hope to unravel this season of COVID-19 with the help of these incredible and inspiring guests and friends. Welcome everyone to our last and final COVID conversation with my co-host and the birthday girl, Mackenzie. Oh, this is kind of sad, sis. We worked so hard this last week. I know. Happy birthday. This is so weird to be celebrating on Zoom right now, but I'm so happy to see your face and do this podcast. You too. And talk to you today and dive into really and celebrate, honestly, some of the really cool qualities that I think make you a perfect last guest for our series. Um, Because over the years, you become an avid runner. Um, and very passionate about healthy eating and healthy living. And I think these are all things that a lot of people are struggling with right now. And so to me, it was such a no brainer to bring you on as the kind of the grand finale to say, okay, for a week straight, we've talked with all these cool people about how they're getting through COVID. But now let's talk about some practical everyday implementations to have a healthy mind, body, and spirit. And, you know, because these are things that you focused on for years in your life, could you speak to like, are they connected? Do you think they're connected? Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, thank you for saying focused on for years, because that's the first thing I want to talk about is um, I don't think we ever arrive where we want to be. I hope, right? Like personally and um, physically and mentally and spiritually, I think we should always be trying harder and working towards something bigger than ourselves because if we've arrived then there's no point right to keep going you've done it so um I think this whole health journey for me began um 10 years ago actually I was 18 years old I turned 28 today and it is all connected to answer your question thousand percent I think the best way to say it is our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit so if you're not physically fit to the best of your ability and mentally tough and spiritually with it, then they all kind of aren't working together. Right. And we need all of them to help support um, our best selves or at least who we're trying to be. So I think 10 years ago, um, I was 18 years old, graduating high school, um, loving life in that sense of like, however, an 18 year old loves life, like what's important, honestly, being popular. Right going like super cool and then going off to college I of course gained the freshman 15 and didn't have any spiritual life but was in a super dark place because I was very far from home and um just wounds came up from years prior in childhood and things were finally like facing me to the you know in the face because I was away from home my safe place and so that's when it began, anything, anything good and any good habits formed then for sure. So it's crazy because I met you after that. Like we met junior year of college. Was it junior year or sophomore? Oh my gosh. Junior maybe. 2013 is when we met. So how many years ago was that? We met senior year. That's crazy. Yeah. I know. So I feel like met. my whole life. I know. So I probably met you while you were on the tail end of these discoveries and how you probably Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I think to a degree, all of us go to college and we have these moments where, you know, things that, you know, maybe your parents were extremely spiritual, brought you up to have faith, but then for the first time in your whole life, you are out of the nest and you see all of these people with, with many different um, backgrounds and mm-hmm. like experiences. And it's almost like an overload where you're like, okay, like I need to either cling to what I know, um, mm-hmm. or explore other things, um, and hopefully always come back. Um, totally. which it sounds like you definitely did. Um, and so I think like it's super normal to go through that in college, but then I also think you can have a period of time where you discover these habits that are better, like, you know, taking care of your body, blessing your body with food, um, that is healthy and nourishing and having a good workout routine, especially before kids and stuff like that. But then I think like with myself, like, I feel like you could easily fall back into those bad habits of not taking care of yourself, mind, body, and spirit when, you know, you get married and then you're, you know, dealing with someone else in your home or when you start to have kids and then there's multiple people in your home. And so you accidentally almost think of yourself last. Um, Mm -hmm. So how do you navigate that? And even for people who don't have kids, this could uh, uh, pertain to a, a super serious job that you have that is high demand and you put yourself on the back burner because you just feel like everything else is more important than focusing on, you know, waking up early to pray or get that hour of workout in or really focusing on a list of, you know, clean eating for the week. Um, Things that sound so simple, but, you know, when did you decide that like, these are non-negotiables in my life and I'm really going to. That's a good word B is non-negotiables because you have to make those for yourself. Otherwise, if we don't have any rules or any, any like boundaries in our lives, then it's just a free for all. And then there's no freedom at all because everything is at our fingertips. There's no beauty and freedom. It's actually more restrictive because there's too much and there's too much noise and there's never, um, there's no, um, gifts or like special day or anything to look forward to because it's all there. And then we don't even know what is real or right or anything. So you have to decide what that is for you. And when I was a senior in high school, you're going to laugh and not even believe this, but I went to Starbucks every single morning after a half-assed yoga class and I got an iced venti, caramel drizzle in the cup. No, you didn't. Yes, with whipped cream on top and caramel drizzle on top. Every single day, you can ask Brenna Darling this. Then in the afternoon before musical theater and after volleyball, I would get a huge bag of Skittles because like you, I like fruity candy and not chocolate. And I would do that every single day. I had no healthy eating habits. I just wanted to be cute and skinny. So when I felt like it, I would go on a lemonade cleanse, but oh my goodness, my, the addiction to like that, like high of a sugar or a sweet was so real. In college, I would have a pint of ice cream every day. You can ask my college friends that. And, and it's just all like depressing it all feeds into this um this you regret it. yeah you regret, you regret it 100 percent. and you're trying to have some for um god or you know um your goals and dreams it's just like replacing this and you're running from something now of course treats are fine that but when it's unhealthy like it was for me um and i would just mm-hmm 
I would come home from school and just nap all day. Like that, that is, that is not healthy. Right. So we have to find, yeah. So I think, um, I think knowing what is your, um, vice and finding a way to, um, get out of that in that addiction or whatever we want to call it, it takes years and it takes trial and failure and, and work. But at the end of it, I truly, I don't truly don't think about what I eat anymore. It is a second, um, a second, like it doesn't, it doesn't even cross my mind because I want good things in my body. I want good fuel. And that goes with, um, what I, what I try and read and what I, um, what I try and focus on in the morning. I try to set my day up so that I don't have a, a moment of, I guess, what is, what's going on today? Like, what am I even doing? A moment of despair, a moment of like giving up like that. I try to set myself up right in the beginning of the morning so that the day can be what it can be. And it's scheduled. Yeah, no, I think that that Mm -hmm. is so true as well. Like if I don't have a set plan and I don't feel grounded in the morning, it's so easy to say, well, we're stuck at home on day 200. So I'm going to go get the cookie I bought and just start chowing. What else? Which is what I have been doing. Like, I will be honest, we have put so much junk in our cart that we've never bought in our lives before. Like even Uh, like random things like, Oh, let's get like cinnamon buns. And like, we just just, don't normally do. I think it's because we're seeing other people make these things. So we're like (laughs) making like a bunch of baked goods too. Like, but at the end of the day, it's not worth it. Like, like as a joke, kind of a joke, but also like I wanted them. I brought home a huge bag of Sour Patch that is like literally a five pound bag of Sour Patch. <laughs> and I wish I was kidding, but like Johnny and I were <laughs> in the middle of the night and like eat these Sour Patch. And last night, I was just like eating them and I'm like, I regret this. Like I, it wasn't even worth it to me. Like why? I want right. to just throw this in the trash. And so, um, but you're right. It does, it, it's almost like you feel like I'm in this hard place right now. You know, we're all quarantined in our homes. I need this. Like I need something in my house that I can turn to when I feel like I'm stressed or, you know, I just need some sort of a pick me up and and treats here and there are totally fine. I totally think we need them, but I think like too much of it can become like, like you said before, like you said before, there are no rules. And if you don't have any rules, well, that's how you get into habits that are not healthy in your life. And that could pretend- it's Totally. And it can go, it doesn't even have to be food. Be like, it, like you said, like it can be anything. It can be Tiger King. I was at a really unhealthy place two weeks ago, binge watching Tiger King. <laughs> and I, I know that sounds so silly maybe. And you know, like to people who watched it, but really ask yourself, please, everyone who's listening, did you feel good after watching it? After you turn it off at night, did you feel joyful to go to bed with your spouse or by yourself? Did you feel happier? Cause I didn't, I felt like crap. I, and, I want to see this, but I'm like, <laughs> I don't even know what to expect. Right. <laughs> it's so ugly. And I think it all goes together in other, this is another way to look at it. What are we bringing into our house? And you can talk about your soul as the house too. It doesn't even have to be your family. Like if we're, if you live by yourself and you're single and 
um, it's just you and your world. What are you putting in your house? Like, what are you feeding it to keep it alive and to grow it? Like Tiger King was not feeding my house. It was actually tearing it down and making me sad. And so I think, I think we have to be careful what we let in, especially if we're moms too. be, we talk about this all the time. Like what is our kids seeing in us? Is my kids seeing me talk trash about the neighbor or are they seeing me being loving and kind and, you know, giving back in this stressful time? Cause it's stressful for everyone. So whether it's sour patch in the middle or a crappy show that's making us depressed, then. I think you hit the nail on the head. Like what are you bringing into your house? And I think that that can like shifting over to like spirituality. Um, so you kind of talked about like the things that are just non-negotiables for you. Like, I guess before we move on, just as a summary, if someone right now is struggling with really just like giving themselves whatever they want and there's no Mm -hmm. rules for them at all, like what is one thing they could change right now? Like they could change it today. That would just be a small Mm -hmm. step towards that more disciplined life. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I struggle with this question because, um, I think in the beginning of anything, it's really hard when someone wants to start something and they have a list of no's, right? Because then I think that always made me set me up for failure seeing like, Oh my gosh, I can't do all these things. You know, like no sugar, no gluten, no this, no that, which I don't agree with any of that by the way. But so I think changing it to what can we add? to help us grow, right? We can add, well, this is kind of a takeaway too, but I think the best thing you can ever do to begin um, changing your health is fasting 12 hours a day. Why is that? So when you finish eating at whatever time that is for you, it could be 7 p.m. before the kids go to bed or you are staying up late with your husband and watching a show, 10 p.m. Whenever you stop eating, do not eat again until 12 hours later. Wow. I am not to your body. It completely resets everything, your metabolism. And, um, it gives you a clean slate. It's a game changer. Even if you're not eating the best, but whatever that means for you, I am not a nutritionist, but that is a, that is just a general, that is what breakfast means. It's breakfast. You are breaking the fast. So that 12 hour rule is something I would begin with. I also would just add in a ton of water and just take away anything else that isn't water as I'm drinking my latte, but I, I am a coffee addict, but water. And then as you keep going, really just try and get rid of sugar because that, you know, and I know it feels good for the moment. And then you just like crash and you just feel like gross and like, you can't, you know, so maybe it sounds like what I'm hearing is like, start with the fast because then you're not mm-hmm. automatically telling yourself, I'm just going to actually yeah. become a new person tomorrow and be the healthiest person. Yeah. On like That might not be a reality, but they could exactly. start getting, claiming that habit of a 12 hour fast. Like I'm going to yes. try like this conversation, yes. you want to try that. And then once you do that, it's like, okay, now I'm going to really focus on my water intake and then I think you build momentum with those little wins that make you want to totally. be like, I'm actually going to start to try to cut out sugar and other things um, like more permanently because I mean, I'm no expert, but I know for a fact that whenever I eat junk, it depletes my energy source. And I'm like, I have no, I can't do that at this point with working and having kids. Like it's not even a, it, 
I, I can't, I need every ounce that I can get. So I think there's totally. a lot of people listening that need, that need to make these changes and they know they probably do as well. Like I know I need to, but it can feel overwhelming. So those like tiny little bits of advice, I think will help people for sure. Yep. Water and fast. So water and fast. And then I guess like, how would you say like your spiritual disciplines are connected to all of this? Like, do you wake up at a certain hour every morning to do mm-hmm. some sort of a meditation time? Or is it really just like throughout your day? Or how do you, how do you see those two as connected? And what is your like daily practice? If someone wants to maybe try to do that as well. Yeah. I love that. Um, that's a good question. I think that they are completely connected because um before you start anything like I'm gonna change I or I'm gonna lose weight it doesn't have to be weight it can be I'm gonna change my body and or I'm gonna change my physical strength right I'm gonna get stronger before anything I think um it's easy to go about something from a vain place right we all struggle with vanity and I struggle with pride very much so I think before we start anything, it's important to one, pray about it and ask if we're going about it the right way. Okay. Am I doing this for something else? Am I doing it for affirmation? Which in the beginning of any of it, I think most of us are. I, before I started trying to get on a health track 10 years ago, seven years ago, um, it was definitely for the wrong reasons. It was to look good, to be skinny, to be beautiful, to get cast in things as an actress. And um, it was from not a good place, right? And I personally struggle with affirmation in general. And it's something I have to work on every day, like needing approval from everybody else outside. So all that to say, in the morning before I do anything, if I don't do this, it really affects my day. I have to spend an hour in silence, whether that's dumping my mind on a journal. Bridge and I love morning pages, you guys. She actually told me about it. You told me about it years ago. Oh, I um, want to call it. Me too. It's and be really disciplined in it. Um, so that is a really, really awesome place to start. I can only get in one page right now, and that's just what works for my life as a mom and wife. And then I try and do um, the readings of the day and a meditation. And I just try to pray. And for me, prayer doesn't look like prayer for maybe the most devout. It's really just like closing out my mind and saying, God, I'm here. Please tell me what you want from me today. And I heard this quote from Bishop Barron the other day. And this is the one thing we should all ask ourselves to discern spirits and to discern what God is asking for us in our life. Is this from him or not? What is awakening us a deeper love for God and neighbor? That is all we need to ask. So is this thing that I'm going to get myself into awakening a deeper love for God and neighbor? For God, is this going to make me a more whole person so that he can work in me? Am I making him a house that is worth living in so that he can use me to glorify him or, you know, follow his call for my life? 
if getting healthy and losing weight and becoming my best self and um, cleaning out all that stuff interiorly is helping that, then I think I should go forward with it. Right. So for me, yeah. And I heard another thing from a friend once she said, if you can have the best in every part of your life, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you want your best body and not in a, in a vain way in, in, in a competitive way with yourself. Like I want to be better than I am yesterday. So why am I not working towards that? You know, and it's almost like calling for us to be our best selves, you know? And so it's like, totally. why would we almost like, sometimes people laugh, like I'm living my best life when they're eating whatever they want. It's like, well, are you really yeah. your best life? <laughs> Is that your best life? <laughs> um, I think it's like when people actually dream about the person that they were meant to be and that who God made them to be. And that's someone who's better than who they are now. Like, I think that's something to be admired. And then to go back to the quote that you shared about Bishop Barron, it's like, you are helping your neighbor with like the account you created, commit to the dish. I mean, I've seen hundreds of people write into you saying, what's this recipe? Can you share? And then when you've done those challenges on social media, where dozens of people have signed up for these challenges to have more of a consistent workout and eating routine. So you know, I think that all of these things, especially if we've mastered it and then we take it to encouragement for other people, you are absolutely living out that quote fully, I think. So I would just say like totally be encouraged that you have inspired me and other people to say, okay, well, she's doing that. I can at least do one of the things she's doing because it comes natural to some people, but I don't know if it comes natural to everyone. And yet we should all strive for that, I think. And you're right, though, Be like, it's everything is natural. Everybody has their thing that is natural to them and not natural to another person. And it looks different on everybody, 100%. Um, and the gifts of another person that, you know, what we, who we see on social media or our friends are beautiful because sometimes they're not our own. And so that's where it's like, wow, I have the coolest best friend because she is, she has this dream produce and I could never even wrap my head around producing something, but she's going to do it because she gets everything done. Like I feel that about you. You know what I mean? It's like, and then the perfectionist thing I was talking to someone about, we're all perfectionists. Actually. I used to think you, if you were a perfectionist, your house had to be spick and span all the time. Well, then I'm definitely not a perfectionist. My house is always a mess. Right. 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 But we are in our own special ways that God gave us because yeah. we're all unique in his eyes. And, and it's just so beautiful because Absolutely. if you're the same as anybody else, then get me out of there. I don't want to be in that place. One thing, I mean, this makes me want to do like a whole other second podcast with you on this topic, but I think basically what you just touched on is like the scarcity mindset versus the abundance mindset. Like, if I were to look at your gifts and say, Oh my gosh, she has all these gifts that I don't have. Like I don't have the ability to, you know, just like bounce out of bed in the morning and want to like plan my whole day of meals and work out like for an hour. Like that just is something that I try to do like when I can, but it's, it doesn't come natural. So if I'm looking at someone else with these awesome gifts that maybe they don't have gifts that I have, 
But that scarcity mindset would say to me in my head, I don't have that. So like, I have to be fearful that maybe one day she will trump me when really it's like, that's a terrible place to live. But I think as women, sometimes we see other gifts and we think, oh my gosh, she has it all together because she does that. When really it's like, no, God gave all of us different gifts. And if we live in an abundance, we say, well, maybe one day my gifts will help her. Like she's helping me with her gifts. And once I shifted into an abundance mindset, it wasn't like I had it always. I did have jealousy problems, you know, as all women do. But then recently, in recent years, I think as you get more confidence, you realize, wait, we all have these gifts. Like if we don't live in a place of abundance, collaborations will never happen. You know, like working together will never happen. And, and, you know, you're missing out on all of these friendships that you could have because you're so worried about like, well, oh my gosh, like they have all this stuff that I don't have when really it's like, no, we all have these awesome gifts. So this and like sing it because there is a seat at the table for everybody. And I want to be next to you. So if like we can't be next to our favorite people, then what's the point of the table? Like we're all working together. Funny thing of you bringing up um, morning pages is I was cleaning our basement and I found one of my notebooks from morning pages that I was doing in Hawaii, which was like five years ago. And it was so crazy reading it because like the I guess like we can just share that the art of morning pages is like, you don't have anything huge to say. It's really just a conversation with yourself and you get more self-aware as you're writing the words on the page. You realize looking back and even in the moment of writing them, like, wow, I am going through this stuff. And it's just a very beautiful practice. Um, And I was reading my old self and just the little things I would write like, Oh, Johnny and I aren't getting along today, but here I am favorite coffee shop. And I was just laughing to myself, like, wow, little did I know, like, this is before kids, this is before anything, like all these moves and everything. And I was just thinking like perspective changes so much that it's really good to have some sort of a catalog of your thoughts because it just helps you like see how you've grown because we forget how much we grow as people. And tying it into your birthday and how this really is also a birthday episode, like looking back on all of those morning pages or journals and you're 28 and you can say, Whoa, I have grown so much. Like how cool would it be on a birthday to say like, I'm going to go look through my old journals just to make myself just to see the growth because we don't give ourselves that sometimes we think, Oh, I have so much more to do and accomplished when really it's like, okay, no, take a look back, take a step back at everything you have freaking done, which is a lot. Oh, sis, I was just thinking about that same thing you just said. I was writing because I love to write in my journal or my thoughts, put them on a page. Because I think everyone's like that. I know you're like this as a writer, you have a good thought and you don't want it to run away. And I was thinking, I was like, gosh, I have so much work to do. That's, that's my negative mindset like I'm never good enough as another thing I struggle with and I wrote 28 wait a second God met me at like the most broken young innocent place broken and innocent lol just he found me at such a as such a small child and like coaxed me up to who I am now and brought me these horror like these hardships and these little tiny sufferings that allowed me to you know taste a little bit of what it means to carry a cross, but they were all important steps to, 
to today. And so to your point, if I read those journals like you did, they'd be so funny, probably some of them, like the little annoyances that now I'm like, there's bigger things to worry about, you know, and things are better too, like we talk about. That's beautiful. Yeah, I think every year is, is really if we let God into all the cracks of our years and our life and we just carry him with us that he is going to bless us each year with growth and it might not be the growth that we wrote down but it is it is growth and like one thing that I struggle with is I am part of myself as well and I also it's hard for me to set out when I don't see the end like I need to know what the end is and that's been a huge struggle in my life when like we don't know we don't know when the end of COVID is and we don't know if our dreams will ever come to fruition and all we have is today so all you have is today a COVID birthday in your house with your kids and your husband? How are you going to spend today? All I have is my day, which might be crazy. And it's still a beautiful day and it's a beautiful mess. And we can still grow as people right now and grow in our faith or maybe it's health, whatever it is, you know what it is for you. I know what it is for me and whoever's listening knows what it is for them. And so this Mm -hmm. is just a great opportunity for all of us to, you know, listen to this podcast again, or go back and listen to some of the other ones that we put out and just think through what is my thing? What do I need to work on? What is something that someone shared with us? I mean, it's hard to even think back because so many people shared so many beautiful things with us this week. I mean, I feel like I learned so much from these people. I wanted to like write it all down because it was such a wealth of knowledge that I don't always think of ever. And it was a beautiful group of people. You know, we have like our friend Priscilla who, who, God bless her. Everybody say a prayer for her today. Her husband left for deployment for five months, but then we, and and we have her beautiful perspective. And then we have father Patrick Mary, and we have all these other people who brought us so much of how they're dealing with this and their own journeys and what they bring. And, And going back to the abundance versus scarcity is like, we all together are like so different and beautiful and celebrating all of that. I think is, is how God wants us to live and be. And like you said, have, having a seat at the table for everyone. I love that baby. And to never forget that when we always say, Oh, those were the days. A perfect example is reading your old diaries and looking back on COVID. These are the days like we will actually have a sweet memory or perspective. And you called this your chocolate a couple episodes ago, like us making the podcast, it's my chocolate too. I'm so happy we did something, I know. you know, to make it something we made. You can make anything something. Amen. Make something out of nothing. And, and also act upon your inspiration. Like Mackenzie called me. I don't even remember when you called me and you're like, let's just do this. And I was just like, okay, like it just made sense. Let's just do this cool, crazy thing to put an episode out every day. And I think when you get those inspirations, whether it's like, I'm going to write an article about my experience during COVID, or, you know, I'm just going to journal every day and, and look back on this time, like whatever that is, I think it's important to do something positive and create something, no matter what it is to have a memory of this time, because it wasn't all that, but I think, um, uh, I'm always going to remember this, that we did this and that we made this project together. 
Yeah, me too, sis. And always listen to those little inspirations is like the best advice you just gave without giving. Just listen to them because the nine times out of 10, I think they're from God if they bring you an excitement or a joy and a peace, even if they take away from our crazy families for the week. Even if our husbands are banging on the door for us to come back upstairs. Sorry, boys. Thanks for listening to COVID Combos, a series brought to you by Unraveled Podcast. To stay a part of the conversation, follow us on Instagram at Unraveled Podcast or on Spotify at The Unraveled Podcast. Thanks for listening.